without a shadow of a doubt, the most gut-wrenching uh, night since I've taken over anyway, that's for sure. Well, folks, welcome to the podcast this week. It's a podcast with a duffer. Uh, Kev McLaughlin has joined us from sunny Spain. Is it sunny out there, Kev? It is. Apparently, it's not as good as Costa del Foil, which I must admit, I stole off Con Green. I <laughs> uh, haven't, haven't watched the match on Friday night. But yeah, it's... 28, 29 degrees uh, here in Alicante, and I think it's nearly time to get down in the pool quickly. And, and I'm hearing you had a wee, a wee bit of duffs getting back home, or is that was that uh, accidentally on purpose, or what? Well, you know, I'm blaming the French, uh, uh, but I'm quite happy that they decided to uh, call an airstrike and uh, and call everything off and cancellation here, there, and everywhere. So, a uh, few day, day. extra days off work for you, hey? Well, these things, you know, if I had a properly worked laptop, you know, I would have been on the zone. But hey, listen, the sun was shining, there was no laptop coming with me. Well, hang on, is that a, a wee birdie told me it's your birthday around this time, has it? Like, so. Ah, yeah, it's, it's what a yeah, couple I know days you like to keep that sort of close to your chest and all, like when you Aye, get raised, like, a, but. It's another day, you know what I mean? It's just another day to <laughs> get this in. Well, happy birthday. Yes, exactly, yes, thanks very much. Thanks very much. Well, it actually is it because this is like, it's. It's like the Secret Service, hey, trying to find out your, <laughs> your birthday. It's it's the eighth the day I leave Spain, which is pretty accurate. Yeah, the eighth of June it is. So yes. Well, happy days, happy yeah. birthday for me. Well, there's been a lot happening over the last couple of days. We'll start off because we're just after watching the the FAA Cup draw there. Obviously, Derry City holders, and it's thrown up a few tasty ones, hasn't it? It has. You know, obviously, Derry are delighted with a home draw mm-hmm. afternoon. You'll you'll take that. Uh, but the dock at home, the rovers, uh, shells, difficult tie. So, I uh, look, hey, it's Derry got what they want, it was a home tie, and, and move on, and that's all they can ask for. I uh, those three, uh, all Premier Division ties like Drahad and Sligo as well, too, would be a, a, a tough one. So, there's there's three Premier Division teams going out of the cup in the first round, you know, and. Uh, the, the Dublin Derby, Bowes, Shells, and then and Dundalk and Rovers, particularly, like you know, those are those are big ties, like for the first round. I don't know if it's what the FAA would have wanted, but certainly what Derry would have wanted. I know the FAA Cup certainly now is a good distraction, especially after uh, we're, we're chatting obviously on uh, Tuesday. So, after last night's debacle and, and at Richmond Park, it's a good distraction, something they look forward to for Derry fans. It is. Uh, and look, it's still early. We know the season's still a long way to go. And Derry, as we speak, are four points behind. They're still sitting second. But unfortunately, the last couple of games hasn't been the best. Uh, so it could be one of them, you know, all eyes in, in the FA Cup final again for, for Derry fans. And look, you want to, as I say, it's a long way to go. So we'll, we'll calm down in that situation. But uh, if you are going to be looking at the FA Cup, you want a home tie and you get afternoon, so you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, no, they had a nice sort of journey to the final last year as well, too, with a couple of sort of the weaker sides in the competition. Uh, so it's it's always good to get that kind of opposition uh, for those early rounds. You know, those, those ties taking place uh, the weekend of July 23rd. But I might be back by then. That's what <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. The friends don't like working just like you don't like working, so uh, <laughs> there's a chance. 
But um, you've got more Hollies than Thomas Cook. Hey? But um, <laughs> there's there, obviously last night. Well, I suppose we, we we may start like we went from Sligo, the disappointment there, and we were expecting a reaction then against Shelburne. Uh, and it just doesn't materialize. You were watching that from where? I was watching that in Paddy's Point pub. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, there was, there was a couple of us where Colin Green actually gives a shout out to them too. So a couple of boys, one mate's a season ticket holder and the other two boys are, shall we say, cup final men. <laughs> uh, so, exactly. So they their their last game was the cup final. And, of course, they were, what, Shelburne? Did they see him again? Mm. Something tells me they weren't impressed, but like Rory Higgins wasn't impressed there. That's what I'm saying too, Simon. It was one of them where after such a drab performance down at Slego, where Rory wasn't happy and mm. wasn't acceptable performance, you're expecting all guns blazing then against Shells. And it just doesn't materialise. You know, Brian Maher doesn't save that penalty. Derry's probably going to lose that game. Easily they could they could have the chances that Shelburne had. Like they had a couple of chances themselves. Like you know, they one off the line as well too, and um, you know they they did have chances. Conley had the outside of the post. It was you know it wasn't really. It was a half a chance that really. But all all around that, like Shelburne definitely were the better side. They they they, they caught I think Rory a minute afterwards. They sort of caught them on the hop up at with playing a two up top. We had Jack Moylan and Kay Robinson, and that caused. Cause all no end of problems, I and mean, then Shane Farrell was, you know, we, we know what a creative talent he is, and he was causing them issues as well too. But really concerning, alarming kind of performance, and they were very fortunate. Like Brian Maher's save was outstanding, outstanding save. Like uh, we were chatting them after the match, and uh, he was practicing those. Decided they they uh, it was going to stay in the middle, and then last minute decided to go to his right. Still managed to get that the, the big toe to the, the ball and, and as you say, like if, if that goes on, I couldn't see a way back for for there because they didn't look like 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 really uh, putting them under sustained pressure. It never it never happened. It was really really disappointing performance. And again, you go to Pats and you're a couple of days later, you're you're kind of worrying about a reaction and as it sort of have the players that have come back on more calmly and. Fats and you know have have they had enough time to recover? Will they play? You know, and then oh, everything was answered. Then I mean, down then Shakur. Well, this is up. Like you know, you've seen the. I think it was what four changes they made uh, on last night against some Pats, but I have to admit I was surprised that Odlin four changes. Mark Connolly and Fats weren't one of them to be put in the bench and checking things up. Look, he's on there, he's training with him. Uh, obviously, Fats must have uh, seen Rory's interview after saying that Fats was saying he was fine, wanting to play again. And uh, it's come back, and unfortunately, the Achilles injury has, has come back. They, they, they haunt him again. But it just was again. Patrick, the midfield that he sort of chose sort of seemed like, and it wasn't because Patrick played high, mm-hmm. but it was Cameron Donegan. Patrick and Diallo. Diallo and Cameron Donegan are going to sit. That's just their game. And then you've done, uh, you've fat them played high. But to be fair to Keane Kavanagh, like he doesn't have anybody up near him to give him any support. Uh, and the minute some Pat scored, Derry were lucky they got one all half time because it could have been two or three. 
it was it was like I really used the word gut wrenching to describe it afterwards, and that's what it felt like. It was gut wrenching every goal that went down, and the, the Pats fans were calling for five, and you're going, "What has happened here?" I think uh, like Gary Ferry was something beside me, and he had a, like his, his, his Twitter open, and you know, his Twitter says, "What's happening? <laughs> What's happening here?" or whatever. And I was just said, "Just just send that tweet because what is happening?" <laughs> Because uh, it was it was just atrocious. I don't know, and, and, and fairness, and and for the first ten minutes or so of the game, and you say about the way it was set up with Dominican and Diallo on there, and and Fats and, and behind Kevin, I actually thought that was working well. They actually, you know, it looked like a good strong midfield, and and then and then sort of they 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 took over that midfield um, without a doubt. The goal was atrocious, but but playing Fats on there, I thought that's. He's probably our best number ten. Play, play him there. You know he's gonna, he's gonna. I know he's played that sort of defensive role and done well, sort of where he can see more of the pitch and dictate play. But he's, he's effective in, in that final third. And so, so I was, I was happy that he was playing there. All right, we had Kavanaugh on there instead of McGonagall. Kavanaugh probably one of the shining lights. Of, there was very few last night, but but you know he did well up there. Uh, as you say, wasn't given much of a of of a service, but that the Al Dominican thing was was working, and then the Al didn't have a good game. He really didn't. Uh, the the goal, the opening goal, once that went on, like they just they parted the midfield, just parted like the Red Sea. He was uh, their centre half come straight on, just invited. They shoot. Brian Maher probably should have done better too, Kev, like for that one. Yeah. It was just uh, all round an awful goal. Very, very sad. Afterwards, it was soft centre. All the goals were soft centre. That one in particular, but uh, all avoidable goals. And but once that first one was done, you, you says that they could have they could have been a few down. They could have been uh, Doyle should have got four goals. You know, in total, he could have had a, a first half hat trick. He really should have, but for poor finishing on his behalf. Well, well, that's it. Like, and as I say, I, you're right. Brian Maher has to probably do better for the first goal. There's no denying that. But if he doesn't save what he's saving, they're about you know seven or eight last night. Exactly. That sounds crazy, but it could have been easily that there was so many one on ones that Brian had to save or shots good through players that he got down and get it away. There was a big deflection that just went past the post. Uh, while at the other end. There was nothing until, to be fair, young Jordan Maganoff came on, got on the box. It was him that got the strike away for Ian Kiavana. Then the ball fell down. That's just getting bodies in the box. And there just wasn't enough bodies in the box. You're right, the first 10 minutes, Patrick was higher up, was working some pats, didn't know what was going on. But then they seemed to figure that out. And then when they figured it out, started dominating the field. And uh, the goals, you say, the first goal just completely changed the game. And, from then on, it was just downhill, to be brutally honest with you. Well, the concerning thing for me was like, like, it was the biggest defeat since Rory Higgins has taken charge. It was a, like the, the last time that they were beat so comprehensively, I remember, it was the Rovers game at the, the Brandeville, a 2 0. Uh, and Rory came out afterwards and said, Look, this is, this, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. This is the, the, the most comprehensive defeat that we've had. We never, like any defeat that they've had up until that point, they, they were always on the game. It was always made the opposition work hard. They they they, they grind them grind out a one. You know, that was always a, a given that they were going to give it everything. But last night it was just it was just 
well, it was they just fell apart. They capitulated, um, and it, it, was, like, and it was like a, if it was we use a boxing analogy, they, they would have threw you on the toilet, like you know. Oh, big time! At half time, you'd have thrown on the toilet, even though you only won down. But no, I, I think the other one was the second goal too. That was that was like that was so bad defending. That was just one hoof up the field. Regardless, he'll say I picked out Owen Doyle. There he's playing a high line. Mark Connolly can't get near him. Owen Doyle's getting away from him. He's shooting from Brian Marty come out. From our point of view, watching the TV, Brian Marty's not even in the picture for him to be shooting to come out. Doyle, to be fair to him, is a lovely finish. It is. But it's just it's one long ball, 40 or 50 yard ball over the top. It's like, it's like Saturday morning league football. Well, that's that sort of opens it up. They, they, they hear from Mark Connolly because Mark guy interviewed Mark afterwards. Uh, Obviously, it's the same guys that are getting thrown out here when you're when you're when they're not playing well. Like it's guys who could have the experience and can handle the criticism. And he, fair enough, put the hands up for that second goal because, like we were looking at, him, he was just caught for pace. Now, now Doyle's no spring chicken, is he? But um, that, that, that's the concerning thing, to be honest. With you. Right. Well, well, the thing is, he was sort of caught in two minds. He was trying to play that high line. Uh, he, he admitted afterwards, just not good enough. The standard, the standards that he sets himself, he says that he wasn't. Uh, just not not acceptable, like, you know. And he was he, he explains here now. We'll have a wee listen to Mark explaining, uh, talking about basically that that goal, that second goal with the ball over the top, uh, and Doyle gets the run on him, um, and he and he finishes well. Like, but uh, I, th- I think he, he sort of holds himself accountable for that one. Let's hear from Mark. Well, I was I must have been pretty hard to pick there because uh, it just wasn't wasn't like these. Was no, it wasn't. Season? No, it wasn't good enough. Wasn't um, myself uh, for the second goal, especially uh, not good enough. Um, the standards we set, the way we've been, um, first goal, centre half running through and, and shooting from there. Um, like I said, the second goal, ball over the top. It's a simple simple ball. Um, just no, not 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 like us, like you said. Um, but we're not we're not accepting that. Uh, I'm certainly not accepting that my performance. Um, and yeah, we just need to roll our sleeves up. Like I said before, there's no there's no hiding place. There's no no point in feeling sorry for ourselves. Um, big and ugly enough to, to deal with situations and, and what comes ahead. Um, but we know that wasn't good enough. Well, just just on your on the, the, the second goal, as you as you mentioned there, and in, in that situation, you, you think you're playing offside, Mark, or do you, do they have a run yeah, on you yeah, then? Like, no, it's, just, yeah, it's just the I'm sort of I'm sort of going up, and yeah, it's just um, it's just a long mm. long punt down the pitch. Um, should probably drop him instead of instead of playing a trying to play a high line, and he's in, and um, aye, that's it. It's 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 a, it's a bad bad decision for myself. Um, like I said, I'm uncharacteristic though, because oh, as I was really mentioned, it was, it was kind of soft centered goals there yeah, tonight, listen, and, that, and that's not been. A, listen, I'm a, I'm big and ugly enough to to, to see when things weren't right, and, and and that was my fault, and I've no problem putting my hands up for that, and um, I'll, I won't hide away. Um, criticism has to come. Uh, big enough to take it, but not not for the standards that I set. Certainly myself, uh, it wasn't good enough. But um, 
all you can do is, is make sure that you put it right and that's it there's no point in talking about it you just have to put it right a quick opportunity to do that a big game against Bowes now so uh, I suppose it's, it's added pressure now to get a, get a, a result get a one there yeah listen the, the game's come thick and fast mm-hmm. like like we played there Friday and then you play again tonight and then you're again you're going again Friday there's no no um, no really time to, to wait and, and feel sorry for ourselves and and uh, we need to lick our wounds and, and, and get going again and like you said bowls again Friday is a tough game but it, it really doesn't matter who we're playing we need to just focus on ourselves and, and make sure that we're better at the, the stuff that we, we haven't been good at recently and um, that's it we just have to keep going yeah it was a night they sort of forget in terms of injuries as well they keep players you know yourself you're just back from a long spell like you know but uh, that's uh, I'm sure disrupted the, 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 the flow of the game for yourselves and the way you were set up as well with Patrick and then Michael Listen, it's, it's, it's not easy. Um, we, I think, it's well documented that we've been we've been very unlucky with injuries. Um, but again, I, I, I don't think we're we're going to make any excuses about it. Do you know what I mean? Injuries come. Uh, people play with injuries. People are hurt. People whatever. But once you step over the line, that's it. We need we need to deal with that. Um, and unfortunately, like you said, Mickey going off, Patrick um, just coming back from an injury, disappointing. But. Uh, but us as a whole, as a team, we, we, we need to be better and I think that's the disappointing part. Um, just in, in sort of in the first in the first fifteen, twenty minutes or so it was there was, wasn't loads in it. Um, Patrick had a chance and stuff. We we looked like we started well. Then the goal the first goal we gave away is just uh, just not not like us really. It was it was too easy of a goal. We, we, that wouldn't happen for us when we're attacking him so um, it certainly shouldn't happen the flip side of that because defensively as a team not just back four and, and, and Brian and goals as a team over especially what I've witnessed since I've come in um, we've been very very solid we've been strong our defensive record's been one of the best in the league um, so it's disappointing to see that happening um, but all we can do is just make sure we go now and, and, and put that right So where he says he's, he's bagging I'll go enough now to accept like where uh where, where he goes wrong. There's no hiding places and there hasn't been any no hiding places for, for, for the last couple of games, hasn't there? Like it's like I thought when Rory came out too to do his interviews afterwards, Kev, he was the first thing he, he said is the, the sort of media scrum was has obviously says, right fire 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 away, fire your shots at me, like because it was undefensible. Ah, that's that's exactly it. And to be honest, that's poison. You know, I'd be more concerned if a manager can out goes up. You know, we had a chance of taking the lead, maybe things a bit. No, it wasn't good enough. It certainly wasn't good enough for a team that is hoping they as path for instance, they challenge Samark Rovers. Uh, so look, it's back to the drawing board, but unfortunately, the last two or three weeks, the drawing board has, has got a lot of usage. You know, Slego mm-hmm. per, and it was Shelburne per, and now uh, awful uh, against St. Pat. So even you go into the four match unbeaten run prior to the Slego game, where as I say, nobody's seen that coming. But you look at them four games, you were fortunate in Drada. There's no denying that. Mm-hmm. You know, Draper could have scored a couple that night. Uh, Brian Marmot's a wonder safe. You were fortunate in Drada, they won. You beat Bohemians probably deservedly because of your first half display. But you played against 10 men for a good 80 minutes or whatever it was. And in the second half, you never got out. Bowes dominated possession, the 10 men. Derry were disappointed. So out of the four victories, two of them 
he didn't play well, basically. I'm not going to say he scraped the one, because at the end of the day, I felt they deserved the one against Bowles. The Bowles didn't create anything, even though they had all the possession. And the other two that you won, you comprehensively beat Dundalk, to be fair. That was a very good performance. Mm-hmm. And you beat UCD, and no disrespect, UCD are... Ah, you're expecting it, UCD. So, so from that point of view, you were going to this run of fixtures. Yes, results were going well, but if you step back and look at the result, or look at the performances, they actually weren't that that good. There were probably one performance out of four that was really good, and that was against Dundalk. Well, the, you're, you're right, but at the, at the same point, I suppose, like he, he hasn't had his best team available. All these injuries and you know that the team first hasn't been settled. I think we, we we made a point about that and about the, the many changes in Amex, and I don't know if that's uh, beneficial to the team or not because of. Uh, Basically, just for for continuity and for for a bit of momentum, I think it do, it doesn't do it any good. Now, some of those changes have to be made, um, but you're just not getting that fluidity in terms of of and cohesion in terms of people playing together and uh, they don't be trained together and they know each other's game now by this stage. But when you're on the pitch uh, and you're looking to be creative and break teams down, like I think you need that sort of continuity. You need to know who's running where and what and and who you know who you can pick out and know. Players a wee bit more than, than if you're just playing with them one week and then not playing the next couple of weeks together. Do you think that has a has an impact? Because you know he has to he's, he's had his reasons for having to reshuffle by injuries and sus, a couple of suspensions. Well, Diallo was suspended and then back in, and uh, I think he's he's making too many changes. I think that's that seems to be what's what's coming back the feedback from fans as well too and. Who are we must say that you know I know social media can be a bit of a rabbit hole, but but they are they seem to be getting a wee bit um, agitated. Edgy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just I think yes, he is making. I would probably agree. He is probably making too many changes, but it's it, it's trying to. Uh, it sounds crazy what we're eighteen, nineteen, whatever seventeen matches on, and he's trying to find his best eleven. In his defence, he hasn't probably had. Every oh. his full deck of cards to find out his best eleven. Uh, but well, who like you if, know, you, if I asked you who was your, your best uh, eleven for Derry would be like I'm not going to put you on the on the spot, but I could guarantee you that you would have Cameron Dummigan, uh you would have McJanet Fats, and uh, you would have um, Maggie Duffy and uh, Mark Conley. I would say. So the, the, uh, the guys that were all must a good chunk of the season and he couldn't play. That's, that's exactly, and that's that's where I go hundred percent. That that has been his his problem, uh, and I do that. That's going to be a problem. But uh, Shamrock Rovers had have lost quite a few players this season through various suspensions. They've had a lot of them. What was it, five or six games before a ball was kicked? That they, they sorry, that they, they didn't want a, a point or didn't want a game, sorry. They're going under the break, mid season break, at least four points clear, Derry. Yeah. That's, that's, you would never have imagined it after the first four or five matches where Rovers hadn't started, had lost numerous players, weren't, done, weren't involved, and are suspended or whatever else. So I agree, Derry squad compared to Rovers, that isn't there yet, but it's not as big as gap as. You know what it has been over the years. Uh, well, that's that's true, like, but uh, and it was always you're always fearing that Rovers were going to get going at some point, like. But uh, I think just you mentioned about the four point, yeah. Now, last last Saturday, 
Sligo, they had the opportunity to go four points clear, remember, away at one, because um, Rovers had slipped up the previous night, but they had two defeats and a draw, and suddenly four points behind, and if you repeat the kind of adject performance you had at Brisbane Park last night against a, a Bulls team who are, who are struggling themselves and probably a wee bit of a wounded animal coming up, you know, but if you if you lose that one, Rovers play UCD, you're seven points behind suddenly. So that you know, going under the break, that's going to be a lot harder. I know they went on a run after the break last season, but it's going to be a lot harder. They sort of, um, they, they claw back. Oh, that is sure. Now, listen, uh, if results don't go Gary's way on Friday night, you could, you know, fall down to like third or fourth. Mm. You know, that's, that's also the concern, I think. If that's one, Gary suffered a big, you know, uh, way results might go. Obviously, don't get me wrong, we hope that doesn't happen. Derry beat Bowles and the gap remains four points behind Rovers. Or New CD pull off the miracle of all miracles. But at the minute, uh, I can't see that happening. So Derry just Derry just need to get a one. They really need to get a one and get under this break. Try and get boys uh, a bit of energised and, and going and try and get the treatment table a few boys off it and then the transfer window opens up again, and I would I would simply say he's going to have to go to the market for a particular striker. There's no two ways about it. Keane Cavanagh got his goal last night, fair play to him. Jimmy McGonagall had an unbelievable header against Shells, a great save to Connor Cairns, but they're not scoring. And if you don't have strikers scoring goals, you need players from outside the place scoring goals. And the only player that's been scoring goals consistently has been Jordan Maganoff. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, he's been sitting on the bench. So, you know, doesn't need Pep Guardiola or Einstein to figure out. You need to get a goal scorer. Well, I think Rory Daly was asked the question about strengthening, you know, because that's that's the obvious one, I suppose. But uh, again, like I know you did a piece on the, the journal website there recently too, before you went about uh, about him going under the the, tra- the the transfer market, and they're certainly going to do that, you know. But he's. I think he was saying last night, you know, he's, they've got a clear idea of what they want. I think everybody has a clear idea of what they need. But um, yeah. first of all, it's it's just no, it's it's just the 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 I suppose the answer, the textbook answer is look, we're just focusing on one on the next game here, Damanet, and uh, because they've got three games before they can even bring anybody in, so that they need to rectify whatever's going on. And but under the Bulls match, you think, you know, we expected a response from the Sligo match against Shelburne. We didn't get it. Well, any kind of improvement uh, from last night doesn't even guarantee anything because it was so bad. But um, can can you see them sort of just pulling a, a performance and a result um, out well, on the back well, of that? I, I'm I'm hoping that the French get their act together and I get on the plane at thirty, <laughs> and then when I write back, this will all get sorted out. That, that's what does it. I'm hoping L- lucky charm. Too. Um, the lucky charm is right. Me and Chris Callan come back and for the lucky charm. But hey, no, birthday I, present too. <laughs> exactly three points that'll do me. Uh, no, it's just a case of if Mickey Duffy, we don't know how bad his injury is. If he's out, do you maybe put Ben Doherty high in the left? Mm. Get in key and call, get more solid at the back first and foremost. Change things up, obviously Patrick's gonna be out. Domigan seemed to be a hamstring injury, just seeing it on the TV screen, it sort of showed the, the right. bench where it was. And so you're going to have to make changes. Uh, but look, again, 
your you know, Willis still scorts him back home, the Bilder Tibble Bradley will pitch will be absolutely bone dry. So look, scrappy eggs don't expect it to be free flowing at all, or to be honest with you, Friday night. But there you just need a one. That's the bottom line. Well, I think that was like the, the, the real gone thing, apart from the performance and the, the, the goals. Like <coughs> those nights can happen, I suppose, like you know what I mean? But that's it was just the, the injuries just compounded everything. And when obviously it was Mickey Duffy didn't come out after after half time. He was done for a fifty fifty. I think it was with Curdy. Um and it was just on the halfway line, so it was one that he could have just pulled out of. I mean, probably should have pulled out of like, but it and we done and twisted the ankle. So you can't really you know, legislate for that. Like it's just that these things happen. Yeah. It doesn't come out, and then fats goes down. Uh, the Achilles problem. We know he was playing through the pain barrier. I spoke to him ahead of the Shelburne match, and he was saying about you know he's done this his whole career where he's had a wee, wee issues, niggles, and he's played through them where he knows he shouldn't have. Um, so he sort of question should he have, should he have played? Now, as you said, Rory said that he was he was feeling good and and was, was okay, but just a sh- such a short time frame, and then. Domigan obviously has played. I think he played. Came on as a sub. It was it down in Bowes, wasn't it? And then it was his first game back. And then, and then he's played every game since. So after a hamstring injury, he came on and he had an ice pack on his on his hamstring when he came off as well too. So well, Patching wasn't even in the squad. I think he's got a bit of a knee issue as well too. So these these are all like your key players that they're, they're all picking up these injuries that that. Uh, could be really troublesome and worrying now as as the season goes on. The breaks sort of coming at a nice time now, you would think. Well, this is up. the same thing sort of happened last year. The break came at a at a good time. Uh, but look, it's it's getting this stage where you know you, you just can't afford to be further and far further behind. Sorry, Samuel Rovers, and that that could happen on Friday night because we alluded to we fancy Rovers. They no disrespect easily see off UCD, uh, and then you look at the fixtures. Some path of a tough one away at Drogheda, uh, Sligo, or away at Shelburne, uh, who did a big one last night, and then unformed Cork are going for the fifth factor in a row. They, they host and dock like so. You know you're sort of looking at these things, and you're you're looking at the league table. If Derry suffer that defeat, you would drop down to uh, obviously have some path one. You'd have bowls will go above you, some pats will go above you, so you would drop down, uh, down to fourth if results went against you. So there you just have to look at it themselves and get a victory on Friday night. That's that's a be on end all and then get on the breakaway. Let's try and recharge the batteries and go again. Well, that's what we'll, we'll, we'll listen to they, what Rory Higgins had to say after after the match last night, I suppose, because as, a, as a, I've never seen him so sort of basically. Uh, at a loss for they just they 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 say why they why they sort of just fell apart. You know, that sort of way they were, they were very, very fragile. He was saying they were soft centered. Um, you know, all the goals were preventable. Uh he also gives us a wee update or he talks about the 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 injuries and stuff like that as well too. So we'll hear from him and then we'll we'll discuss then okay, I want to get your thoughts on well, basically because Rory was saying that he wanted a, it was sort of, it was a balancing act in terms of these guys coming back from injury, your key players, because you need results. So you need your best players on, but, you know, where, where schedule as hectic as it was, like, was, was it the right sort of choice they make, you know, but we'll, we'll hear from Rory and, and get his reaction from the, the, the Pats defeat here. 
without a shadow of a doubt, the most gut-wrenching uh, night since I've taken over anyway, that's for sure. Um, up until 1-0, there wasn't much in the game, we were fine. Uh, but from that moment on, we lost our composure, we lost our discipline, and uh, it's unacceptable. And, and over the last couple of years, we've had a good defensive record, but um, we look fragile tonight, very, very fragile. And uh, uh, we need to eradicate all those errors and, and make sure that we become harder to beat um, than what we were tonight because uh, uh, it's, it's, it's well, well, well below par and, and unacceptable. We went, we went, the game went 2-1 and, and there's maybe a wee bit of anxiety amongst them and, and we literally conceded within minutes again and, and it killed off any chances of, of, of scrap, scrapping back into the game but um, really, really poor goals from our end, really poor. Uh, every single goal was preventable and, and that's the most uh, gut-wrenching thing. Um, this is a, an extremely difficult moment. It's a, it's a difficult night, um, and uh, you either lie under it, and, or you come out fighting. And, and um, I hope that it's the latter. People are probably taking the day off work to come down here, and and, and we done them a disservice tonight. And and um, I, it's uh, we apologise them, and it's uh, as I said, uh, got it for them that they had to come down and witness that type of performance. Aye, we have to we have to stick our chest out and, and, and take a bit more pride in ourselves uh, individually and collectively and, and, and make sure that that type of performance never happens again. You said um, it's just the manner of the goals conceded where you said soft centre, just not, not like you said. Uh. No, soft centre, goals, um, every single one of them preventable, uh, gets through the middle. We, we spend too long on the ball in our own half. Um, then he breaks through the middle of the pitch untouched and, and finishes it and then second goal, counter-attack goal uh, per from our end, third goal we've just got ourselves back into the game and then we concede from a set play um, soft-centred and then uh, the fourth goal, goal we're overplaying in the wrong areas and they counter us and, and score so um, we got punished for our errors and and uh, Aye, it was an extremely, extremely disappointing night. You mentioned uh, Duffy and Patrick's injuries, but uh, Dummigan as well, too, holding the hamstring coming off. That's another worrying sign as well. Aye, well, we'll have to see um, how they are over the next day or two. But um, aye, disappointing when you're when a lot of your key personnel have to come off the pitch injured. Horrendous luck with injuries, really, isn't it? And then obviously Wall as well was wasn't aye, on the squad. Aye, but that's like. You can say that and that you can hide behind that, but we have enough good players here at the club. They they put on a better uh, better showing than that. So where you are, Kerry? He was saying gut wrenching performance, sort of uh, no real excuses, basically, and and knows that they all sort of. They they have to sort of a wee bit of adversity now, as I said, and they have to fight back. Uh, or ways they could they could become unstuck. Well, this is happening. You know, mentioned about rolling the sleeves up and mm. pride the jersey and all, and it's true. Uh, unfortunately for Rory, you thought that was going to happen against Shelburne, and it doesn't. But this time, it really does. You know, 
these boys need to. Uh, it's a very good squad that's assembled. Uh, it's 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 challenging to get up there, so we need to get the, this this going. And I'm going to give you an early prediction. I'm oh. going to go for a, a one 0 Derry scraping it off the referee 90th minute. I'm picking it in one 0 Derry. Well, that was good. You get cut right to the chest here, Kev. Hey, it's not like me. Well, I'm going well, to fall suit. I, uh, you do, you can't, it can't be much worse than that. He'll be adamant that they, they'll all go come out fighting, making sure that they don't uh, get beat. So, uh, Bowes will be the same day in the vine. I'm going to go, uh, I don't think, can I see what many goals are? I'm going to go, I'm going to go 1 0 as well, too. I have to copy here. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I, I, I went cutting the chase because I have to get down in the pool. You know, uh, that's, well, that's what happened. We'll leave it at that. Sir. I'm slightly jealous. Of the, I'll just go down to the sunshine myself here. Like, so hopefully, fair point, fair hopefully point. see you at the brand on Friday night, Kev. That will do. See you Friday night, hopefully. Enjoy. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast Jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.